You know, and our favorite line in our business is everything's deductible until you get audited. Oh, you're going to love this podcast. I know. It's about taxes. Yes, be excited. Woohoo! All right, not. But from Commando.com, this is Commando on Demand, where we talk to industry movers and shakers or my very own tax accountant because we want to keep you up to date on everything digital. You can get new episodes every Wednesday and Friday. All right, speaking of taxes, April 15th is going to be here before you know it. And thanks to the new tax laws, everyone's scrambling more than usual to file their returns. Don't worry, we've got you covered with one of the nation's leading tax accountants. And Howell Cheek's going to explain all the changes. And by the end of this Commando On Demand episode, what you can deduct, what you can't deduct, as far as tech items are concerned. What if you're a freelancer? What if you do a little bit of work at home? What if you really want that brand new iPad? Can you deduct it all? What if you're conducting business on an airplane and you're going to spend the $14.99 on Wi-Fi? Now, before you jump to say, yeah, I can deduct that, you have to listen to this podcast. And what about your internet expenses? What about your cable television, satellite? What are the most overlooked deductions? We're going to get started in a moment. But first, I'd like to thank our partners because they help make these Commando On Demand podcasts possible. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. You need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed.com for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. My name is Howell Cheek. I'm a certified public accountant here in Scottsdale, managing partner of Seagrass Cheek, Potter & Heiser, full-service uh, CPA firm. We primarily focus on taxes for small business, individuals, tax planning, etc. My background is about 30 years in the business, undergraduate degree in accounting, a master's in taxation, and a chartered financial analyst by certification and many years of experience in doing everything from mergers and acquisitions of some major publicly held corporations to individual mom and pop businesses here in Phoenix and actually throughout the country. We have clients in 38 different states. All right, so we're going to talk about taxes, Hal. Okay. okay. And, and I want to preface this by telling everyone that we went to the highest known authority that I could reach out to. And that's you because you are my tax accountant. Yes. Well, there you go. Okay. There you go. And so, you know, a lot of people, they would think, well, you know, tax accountants, they don't have any personalities. But I will tell you that you're like the only guy that I know who does taxes and accounting who actually like knows how to partay. Well, I'm not even so sure that's true that much anymore, but I'm probably the only accountant that you know that's got a uh, framed autograph picture of Frank Zappa on his wall. <laughs> that's probably true. And there's a lot of people that like to make jokes about taxes. Like, uh, like what's the difference between an IRS agent and a CARP? The CARP's got more personality. Well, thing. almost. <laughs> One's a bottom-feeding scum sucker and the other is a fish. There you go. Okay. Well done. Well How done. about um, why don't IRS agents audit cows? Why do IRS agents <laughs> audit cows? Uh, they don't because the farmers milk them dry. 
Excellent. Okay, here, okay. Here's one more that you can use with your clients. <laughs> Ready? Okay. What What do you call 25 skydiving IRS agents? I don't know, Kim. What do you call <laughs> 25 skydiving IRS skeet? Skeet. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. I know. Was, yeah, but but yeah. you know, I should say too that I love the IRS. I don't want oh, anybody yeah. anybody who's listening who works for the Internal Revenue Service of the government. Those are just jokes I found on the internet. That is not my personal belief by any means. Absolutely, the, the opinions expressed herein. <laughs> yes, <laughs> well, you got it. You got it. You know, although I will tell you, I told somebody today that I was going to be doing a podcast about taxes, and they like they did a big yawner, and then they gave me their own joke. Uh, they said, "You know, I owe the government thirty four hundred and thirty four hundred dollars in taxes." And I said, really? And he said, yeah. So I sent them two hammers and a toilet seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The guy, the guy was in the military, I assume, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just easy fodder. So, so many of our listeners in the podcast are all into digital stuff. We're talking about smartphones, Internet, and what would kind of seem like easy deductions. I mean, your computer, your tablet, your cell phone, your internet service, maybe even your cable TV, the software that you buy. Uh, What about like some cool tech gadgetry that are possible deductions? So where do you even start? Well, Kim, the the primary basis for deducting things like that, and I don't mean to sound like an accountant, but, but every once in a while you have to kind of grasp reality as much as some of us like to try to dodge it. Uh, the, the quick answer is, is that for the average person who goes to work and, and or even works from home anymore, but is an employee uh, of, a, of, a, of any other firm, uh, the, the quick answer is that those are literally no longer deductible. Really? Uh, with the advent of the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, um, those were all employee business expenses, unreimbursed employee business expenses that were part of the miscellaneous deduction section of your Schedule A for those who itemize their deductions. And for those whose eyes aren't already rolling into the back. <laughs> come uh, on back. Come join us. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Come and join us. You know, the quick, the quick easy answer is, is you just don't get to deduct those anymore. And I always um, thought that you could take off this stuff if you could have all the documentation to say, yes, a percentage of the time that I used it was just for business purposes. Absolutely. And all of those rules still apply to those who can deduct those kinds of expenses. However, the average person who works for someone else does not get that deduction any longer, no matter how much or how little they're using that technology uh, to to assist the employer. Oh, so, so wait, wait, wait a minute. So this is interesting. So I have my own smartphone. Okay, I work for Joe's Refrigeration. Uh, Joe texts me every once in a while at nine p.m. And emails me on Saturdays, and I answer uh, his texts and his emails about customers and clients. So I can't take any of that off? Absolutely not anymore, no. I want to dive deeper into taxes because I think there's a lot of confusion about how something you use for your employer isn't tax deductible. And what are the workarounds? But first, special thank you to our partners at Robinhood because they help make these podcasts possible. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos. 
all commission-free. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss an opportunity to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Commando On Demand a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at invest.robinhood.com, invest.robinhood.com. Hey, welcome back to this Commando On Demand episode. We're speaking with Howell Cheek, Managing Director of the CPA firm Seagrass Cheek Potter and Heiser, located in Scottsdale, Arizona. And let me tell you something, Howell is an expert on the new tax laws. We were speaking about no longer getting those tax tech deductions you used to get when you were working for an employer. But there are some ways to get around that. Right, Howell? So the quick solution to that is you go to Joe and you say, hey, Joe, um, the, the the IRS is no longer allowing me to deduct these things. I'm not getting any benefit from it. How about we work those expenses into my compensation package in one form or the other? So that, you know, ideally he gives you a little raise to cover the, uh, the cost of those items that you used to be able to deduct, or at least the tax effect of those items. But if he's not willing to do that, you say, well, how about if you give me a small um, uh, decrease in my salary and allow me to provide you a monthly recap of all my expenses, and you reimburse me for those expenses. When you do that, that is what they call an accountable plan. And again, people's eyes are rolling back, but it's just a simple little expense report is what, you know, in the old days they used to call them. And here's my expense report. Please reimburse me for these expenses. Now, he gets the deduction for those expenses, whereas you didn't. And you get to at least pay for those things on a kind of a pre-tax basis because you're not paying tax on the things that you're incurring those expenses for. So it's, it's a win-win in that scenario. But frankly, that's about the only way to work around um, – the folks who and and there are a lot of them. If you think about how many people work from home now, have a home office, um, and and are basically responsible for their own ability to do their job, uh, that's about the only way that they're able to, to deduct those expenses any longer. So now the home office, you couldn't deduct that. That's gone too. As long as as long as it is is as as an employee using their home office for an employer, it is it is no longer deductible because, again, that's part of those miscellaneous deductions. Now, but what if I am uh, doing freelance work in my home office? Well, then then we jump to the to the other side. Uh, we, we, we go from the dark side to, hey, here's an area where uh, we've got uh, some real opportunities. Now, there has to be a lot of criteria that are, you know, that are met and, and satisfied to be able to do that. But if you're freelancing, you have a, a business that is either a sole proprietorship or an LLC of some variety. Um, you're working on your own. You have a profit motive, which is the IRS loves to, you know, challenge. In other words, this can't be a hobby. It's got to be a, a, a so legitimate. So a real honest-to-goodness business. Do you have to have, like, a certain income level that the IRS says, yeah, this is legitimate? 
No, there are instances where uh, companies can go for literally years without generating income or profit, but they have a provable uh, profit motive, and and that varies depending on every you know every given circumstance. It, it can be as easy as hey, we're developing something that's going to be. Uh, the next greatest thing on the internet, uh, we've got a website under development and a web solution for X that's taken us two years to get off of the ground, but in the meantime, we're spending money like crazy. Uh, you don't have to have any specific level of income or profit, but you clearly have to have a profit motive. So there's a brand new iPad that comes out, and I need to have it. I just want it. Can I take it off? Well, the reason you want it and need it, of course, is because you're going to be using it for your business. Correct. And if the primary purpose of any expenditure is for your business, then it's going to be deductible, either all of it or in part, depending on what type of, you know, what type of equipment it is and whether it's what they call listed property. But if it, generally speaking, if you're using it for business, it's deductible for business. Okay. Does it matter the percentage of time? So, like, I'm on Facebook. 80% of the time and only working 20% of the time? Well, to to the extent that it is the common elements of communication nowadays, yes, what what the best thing to do is to try to keep track of it. You don't have to keep track of it 365 days out of the year, but take a couple of selective months during the year and, and track it for 30 days straight for a few months during the year, two or three months a year, and use that overall percentage and apply that to your business Income. All right, because you know a lot of people are. Because I've heard people say to me, "Well, I'll just buy the brand new uh, Samsung Galaxy, the brand new iPhone, because that's tax deductible." <laughs> well, everything's every. You know, in our favorite line in our business is everything's deductible until you get audited. <laughs> yes. uh, but you know, the, the fact of the matter is, is yes, if you're buying that phone and your and your primary purpose is for business and you need it for your business and you can prove that you need it for your business, there might be incidental personal use. But it is a business asset and a business expense. I mean, I can tell you, on my phone, I would say it's probably 99.9% business. I mean, well, that's all I use I, it for. You're, you're, you're absolutely preaching to somebody who knows that about you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, God, make the woman stop texting me already. Tell her to stop emailing me. No, Just, no, no. It helps, it helps me be able to deduct my cell phone. So I appreciate every single one of those. Okay, so now we know what we can and cannot deduct anymore. I want to go over the most commonly deducted items, the no-brainers that I'm sure so many of us just miss. And before we get to all that, I want to recognize our partners who help make this Commando On Demand podcast possible. As America's digital pro and a successful business owner for over 20 years now, I know it takes the right tools to get the job done. And what's great about owning a business today is that there are so many different software programs designed specifically to save you time and money. And that's why I'm super excited to tell you about Kepterra. You have to check this out. At kepterra.com slash Kim, you'll find over 700 specific categories of software. Everything from brewery software to email marketing to yoga studio management. Do you like to check reviews of products before you decide? Well, then peruse through over 750,000 reviews on products from real software users. No matter what kind of software your business needs, Kepterra makes it easy to discover the right solution fast. Visit Capterra.com slash Kim for free today to find the tools to make an informed decision for your business. 
Capterra.com slash Kim. Capterra. That's C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash Kim. Capterra. Software selection simplified. Hey, welcome back to Command On Demand. We're speaking with tax expert Howell Cheek. And I have to tell you, the Internet has been this major equalizer. I mean, it's never been easier to start your own business in the comfort of your own computer chair or tablet or smartphone, whatever you're using. Howell, one of the common business deductions is the cost of Internet usage. I mean, let's say you pay, we're going to go on the cheap side, $50 a month. Okay. If you are needing it and using it for business, and it's very difficult to prove how much is personal and how much is business. We look at it from the standpoint of, is the primary purpose of, do you need the internet for your business? And if the answer is yes, then we're going to tell you to deduct the cost of that internet. Now, there might be some personal use of it, but you need it nonetheless. Which is true. I think anybody in business needs the internet now. I don't know how you would function without. I mean, last night I was over with my mother trying to help her sort through some bills and she's like, well, you know, I spent 45 minutes on the phone with the 800 number last week, and I guess I have to call them tomorrow. And I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's go online. and Go online. <laughs> yeah, let's just go online. Let's set you up with an account, and we're going to get all of our problems solved. And she sent me a text this morning and said, you're a genius. And I was like, yes. But of course you are. <laughs> of course I am. So, you know, but the Internet is so prevalent. I mean, so pervasive. I don't really know how you could exist without it if you were in business. The only, the only profession and the only professionals that I know that do not use the Internet in, in the course of what they do on a day-to-day basis Monks? are IRS auditors. Oh, really? They're still not permitted to use the Internet. Why is that? Well, there's for good reason, there's a lot of security concerns, I suppose. Right. And uh, you know what? It's just as well. Let them let them have their little floppy disks and um, and beat themselves up all they want uh, without uh, without emailing us uh, any more questions along the way. Yes. Okay. So you're on the airplane, and they want fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents for Wi Fi. You're going to be working, and because you're working on your business, you can take it off. Well, do the only do the do the same thing that everybody else does. Borrow somebody else's. Wi-Fi password that's a frequent flyer of that airline first. And if that doesn't work, then yes, pay it and deduct it. How? I'm sorry. (laughs) It's okay. All right. Cable, satellite, television. Same thing. Borrow somebody's Netflix account. Which everybody does. Which everybody does. But besides that, yes. I mean, again, you have to... We have to do things. We we always structure in in the form of... What is going to be a defensible position should we get audited? You're not likely to get audited, but there's a 100% chance that if you do, they're going to question things like this. They're not going to disallow it necessarily. They're just going to say, hey, how do you justify $300 a month for your cable bill, which includes Showtime and HBO and et cetera? So you'll have to allocate to some extent the things that are clearly used personally I don't know of many people that need HBO uh, for their business unless they're, you know, we, we, the only reason I'm able to suffer through tax season the way I am is knowing that uh, Game of Thrones is going to be on at the end of April. So I could probably justify my HBO. Uh, oh, you go, you know what, you go on a cruise every year. Well, we'll try. We'll try. We'll try to, try to cruise and drink and, and, and. <laughs> 
do everything necessary to kind of cleanse the, the brain cells a little bit. So if you're in an ad agency, you can definitely probably write off cable or satellite television. You, work in, if you, you absolutely work in, have to. Okay. If you work in construction, not so much. Not as easily except that. Again, if you're on call and if you're getting orders in through the internet and and that sort of thing, then you're going to still need your communications capability. You may not need cable TV per se. All right. So because it used to be that you would have to add up all the minutes, right, for personal versus business, and then you could just write off a percentage of that for business. But do you still need to keep all this documentation or does it go back to like just picking a couple of months and then doing an average? Just, just we, we, we typically will tell people absolutely just pick a couple of months. Keep as detailed a record as you can. Try to do it contemporaneously so that it's not too brain damaging at the end of the month when you're trying to th- remember what happened. Um, and, and generate something that looks fairly well formatted and, and would easily look like something you did as you went. So it's like maybe uh, using like the calendar on your phone or maybe tracking things in uh, an Excel spreadsheet or numbers or in a Google Doc or something like that. Speaking of which, there are a lot of apps that help you. And, and if I was really smart, I'd be able to tell you which ones. But I've seen clients pull apps up on their phones all the time. Sure, there's that a ton of track, them. That track uh, business use of various things. Um, so, uh, you know, there, there is an app for that, I'm sure. And, and, and again, the, the, many, many years ago, uh, the, the rules changed a little bit by regulation that, um, in other words, Congress didn't pass the law, but the IRS issued guidelines that say, hey, we don't need contemporaneous record keeping to prove usage of things like this. What we need is corroborative evidence. So in other words, if we can hand them something that looks fairly well laid out and and fairly well thought through uh, to justify and document business use of, and and especially vehicles. We haven't even touched on that, but, you know, any of that kind of of technology or vehicle use, anything that looks like it's good, solid corroborative evidence is going to help. So if you track, you know, if you're in the business uh, of of something that requires you driving. uh, I'm an an Uber driver. Yeah. Well, an Uber driver is easy because there are there are very specific apps that show exactly how many Uber miles you drove. You deduct that from your total mileage for the month, which you just look at the odometer once a month, uh, you know, and and that's an easy that's an easy one. Uh, But what isn't so easy is when you're a a general contractor and you're using your truck, uh, but you also use it on weekends. So then you've got to you know, you've got to put a little effort in. For a couple of months out of the year, and then once you've got that pattern established, then it's something we can rely on to take a, a you know as high a percentage of deductibility as possible. Now, let's say you're a student, you're taking some courses online, uh, you're working on your master's, or maybe just for general knowledge, and you have to buy a new laptop because you want to be able to study wherever the road leads. Does that fall under the lifetime learning credit or anything like that? Absolutely. The the and, and but that's about it. I mean you're you're not gonna get a lot of help um again as a as a deduction for continuing education or even you know, some of these expenses that we were talking about that kind of went by the wayside, but you are going to be able to perhaps get some credit. Uh, and, and if it's for the ma- for your master's, then, then clearly that's, that's uh, um, 
going to qualify for the lifetime learning credit aspect of it, not the uh, uh, not the main uh, American Opportunity Credit, which is a bigger, better credit, but only for undergraduate. Now, the most recent numbers that I saw showed that about 45 million of us itemized deductions on our 1040s. That was last year. We claimed mm-hmm. one, good. $1.2 trillion worth of tax deductions. What are some overlooked deductions that maybe most people just don't think of? Well, usually, if you had asked me that a, two years ago, I would have I would have gone down the the laundry list of miscellaneous deductions, which again, unfortunately, are all gone. So hmm. you're you're and one of the things that uh, we laugh in in our industry, but then again, keep in mind, it doesn't take much to keep us amused. Uh, but we do laugh <laughs> at the fact that the new simplified tax forms, page one of your 1040 and page two of your 1040, literally are almost postcard sized. But now instead of a two-page 1040, it is a five-page 1040 because they couldn't get it all on one half page. So they just spread it out over five pages instead. Um, but the simplified, the, why it's so simplified now uh, for many uh, and I and I won't even hazard a guess, but I'm willing to 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 bet that 20 to 25 percent of those itemizers uh, will be taking a standard deduction in 2018, simply because they've done away with a lot of the deductions. So they raised the standard deduction, but they did away with um, a significant part of your itemized deductions. So um, now when somebody comes to me and says, "What else can you think of?" the quick answer is fairly simple. Anything that fell into the category of taxes that you were paying and deducting, for instance, property taxes, state income taxes, your license fees for your cars, those are capped out at 10000 a year. So you're not wow. going to get much additional benefit out Boy, of that. Yeah, not really, no. No, no. And, and, and that's why a lot of people in high-tax states and, and frankly, even Arizona, um, we most of our clients, uh, even the average income clients, um, are pushing that 10 k limit uh, you know, each already in 2018. So there's no help there. Um, there's really, there is still a deduction for medical expenses, but it still has to exceed a threshold of your income, depending on what your income is, anywhere from seven and a half to ten percent of your adjusted gross income. So for the average person, that means no deduction there. So the real deductions are are going to be mortgage interest, which is still intact to some extent, lower limit on how much you can owe. Uh, and still deduct the interest, um, and then um, charitable contributions. And and the one and only advi- bit of advice that, that we've been giving this year is for people who um, are right on the border of itemizing versus taking a standard deduction is to bunch your deductions as much as you can. If you're going to if you're going to make a deduction, um, uh, if, if you're going to take a deduction and make a contribution. Um, to to any of the various charities, and, and you're fairly philanthropic. Um, take figure out what you're going to pay for the next two years to these various charities, and give it to them at the end of one year. Give it to them at the end of 2019. That's interesting. That is that's interesting. You know, load it up a little bit. Um, it might hurt in the short run, you know, cash flow wise, but but at least get up over that threshold of the of the standard deduction, and. Um, and take some benefit from it, and then the next year take the standard deduction. Now, um, you you mentioned high tax states. 
What are those states? Well, do I need to move? No, 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 no. We're still we're still below average from that standpoint. But a high tax state are the, are are kind of the obvious, and I think everybody's probably heard. Um, you know, like about, like Nevada, you know, in Delaware. Well, Nevada's Nevada's a very low tax state. There's no state income tax. Property taxes are relatively low. Um, Montana has a fairly high income tax rate compared to Arizona, but but very low property tax rates. Um, so it's. It's situational, but clearly the the high income, the high tax states are California, um, excuse me, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, um, uh, Wisconsin of all states. Really, Wisconsin? Fairly high tax, very very high property taxes, and um, relatively high income taxes. Hmm, That's interesting. So, you know, that's where a lot of the complaining uh, occurred, and and. You know, I, I won't say rightfully so, but but clearly you you understand why they're complaining uh, when you look at uh, um, what the difference is for them versus what it was uh, you know two years ago. So how we have all these places that you can go online and file your taxes. Just do it yourself. Yes. Who are they good for? They are they are good for. A lot of people. They're they're quite good for a lot of people. Absolutely, students. Um, you know, the first four or five years that you're out there working in the workforce and have a very simple, um, straightforward situation. Um, it's great for people like that, and, and we encourage it. Um, when you cross the threshold, and that is when you start doing things. Um, well, and, and let me be even back up. Even if you're a student, be really cautious about going online and doing it without letting your parents know, because there's still some interaction between anybody under 26 um, and, and especially 23 and under if you're still in college. Um, go do your own, you know, do it online, but but coordinate it with your parents because there still are some deductions and you want to kind of look at what the overall balance is, whether they take you as a dependent or whether you claim yourself. There's no dependency deductions anymore. That's another thing that went away. Um, But there is still college credits, education credits, child tax credits um, that you won't get if you file and claim yourself as a dependent, but your parents will. So even the college students, I would say, just, just go at it cautiously and coordinate um, but, but once you cross the threshold where you've got any types of things going on, you've bought a house, you've sold a house, um, you've got some stock investments that um, don't just weren't something that you just bought and held, that you have some dividends and interest, um, and you've got uh, uh, enough things going on in your life that you feel like you need a little bit of guidance. And that's um, probably yeah, so. Then you need to go to somebody like you. Well, and sometimes the best thing that we can tell them is, look, you're doing everything fine. Um, Go ahead and do it online if you want. Uh, But while we're looking at your situation, why don't you max out your retirement plan while you're you're working at this point? And you don't, you know, I know you think you need all that money, but you know what, do without 10% of it and put, you know, put put some aside and, and let the employer match it if they've got a 401k matching plan or something like that, you know. Even even just a little bit of advice from a professional sometimes uh, may not change their tax situation, but helps them plan going forward. So if somebody actually wants to sit down and read more about this, is it 
Is it Section 179? Is that still the Section Technology and Equipment Tax Deductions, or did that change? Well, that's that's the overall code section that allowed you to expense any items that you purchase for uh, a deductible purpose. But again, unfortunately, that's now just strictly oh. you've got to be that you've got to be that entrepreneur, uh, you know, that ha- that's doing your own thing rather than a, than a, an employee anymore. But Code Section 179 is is still relevant, but it's been overshadowed by 100% expensing of any. Uh, assets that you buy that you have business use of. Um, and again, there's thresholds uh, that border on the $2 million mark. If you're, if you're over that in uh, purchases then, then, or equipment uh, additions, then you've, you've got some issues. You, you have to, uh, you're limited to that. But basically, anything you buy for business nowadays is going to be almost 100% deductible. You know, you did a great job. I mean, you've actually boiled all this down into a great, great podcast. I think we're going to help a lot of people. I have the words of Dave Barry that I'd like to close with. Are you ready? Okay. This is something that you're going to want to remember, Hal, So you have to pay I'm, attention. Uh, I've, I've got uh, pencil and paper you're, at hand. Or, all right. You know what? I'll yeah, text keyboard, it to you. Keyboard at hand, actually. <laughs> I'll, I'll text it to you. Don't worry. Okay. 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 You ready? Dave Barry said, We try to cooperate fully with the IRS because as citizens, we feel a strong patriotic duty not to go to jail. Very good. I I absolutely, you know, when my favorite line is when you can't convince them with logic, convince them with fear. (laughs) And a lot of receipts. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so as we learned, receipts are uber important when claiming deductions. Now, thankfully, there are some apps to track your receipts. You can use QuickBooks, Expensify, Zoho Expense, Evernote's really popular, so is Smart Receipts. We have links to these apps, of course, over at commando.com. Hey, thanks for listening, and hopefully we made your tax season, well, not so stressful. And a special thank you goes to our great expert, tax expert Howell Cheek, who I have to tell you, he is our business accountant. He does my personal and business returns, and for an accountant... He's actually pretty darn funny.